Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Luke chapter 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter and think about these things, we pray that we would repent, change our minds. We pray that you would help us, that you would show us what we need to change, the thinking, the actions. We pray that we would become like Jesus, thinking his way. We know that we need your help. We pray that you would show us. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 13. Now, at the same time, some had come to tell him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he answered and said to them, Do you think that these Galileans were sinners worse than all the Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were sinners worse than all the people who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. And he told this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. So he said to the gardener, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and did not find any. Cut it down. Why should it even exhaust the soil? But he answered and said to him, Sir, leave it alone this year also until I dig around it and put manure on it. And if indeed it produces fruit in the coming year, so much the better. But if not, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, a woman was there who had a spirit that had disabled her for eighteen years, and she was bent over and not able to straighten herself up completely. And when he saw her, Jesus summoned her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he placed his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, answered and said to the crowd, There are six days on which it is necessary to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the day of the Sabbath. But the Lord answered and said to him, Hypocrites, does not each one of you untie his ox and his donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and lead it away to water it? And this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound eighteen long years, is it not necessary that she be released from this bond on the day of the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all those who opposed him were humiliated, and the whole crowd was rejoicing at all the splendid things that were being done by him. Therefore, he said, What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his own garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the sky nested in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and hid in three measures of wheat flour, until the whole batch was leavened. And he was going throughout towns and villages, teaching and making his journey toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, are there only a few who are saved? And he said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able to. When once the master of the house has gotten up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock on the door, saying, Lord, open the door for us. 
and he will answer and say to you, I do not know where you are from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. And he will reply, saying to you, I do not know where you are from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown outside. And they will come from east and west and from north and south and will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. At that same hour, some Pharisees came up and said to him, Go out and depart from here because Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I am expelling demons and performing healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will complete my work. Nevertheless, it is necessary for me to be on the way today and tomorrow, and on the next day, because it is not possible for a prophet to perish outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How many times I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her own brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house has been left to you, and I tell you, you will never see me until the time will come when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Some people brought up a tragedy where Pilate had killed some Galileans while they were sacrificing. Whenever we hear about a tragedy, we have a temptation to try to think of all the reasons it happened to those people and not to us. Of course, one obvious way to think that is to say, they deserved it and I don't. I think that type of thinking is what Jesus is answering here. Instead of saying why the event had happened, Jesus strikes down the thought that those people are somehow different from me. He says, it will happen to me too if I don't repent. Jesus gave another example of a recent tragedy when a tower had fallen down and killed 18 people and says the same thing, we have to repent. Jesus tells the parable of the fig tree that wasn't producing fruit. The owner told the gardener to cut it down, but the gardener talked him into giving it one more year to bear fruit, and if there was no fruit, to cut it down. The idea is that they were living on borrowed time. If they didn't repent quickly, they would be removed. And the same is true of us. Jesus heals a woman on the Sabbath who had been suffering for 18 years. This made the synagogue ruler unhappy because he felt that healing on the Sabbath was breaking the Sabbath, despite the fact that the power to heal had come from God. Jesus said, hypocrites, and points out, that they would treat their animals better than they were treating people. Jesus tells two parables, and Luke starts verse 18 with, Therefore. So we have to understand these parables in context. The most common explanation for these parables is that they are talking about how the kingdom of God will grow. I don't see how that fits the context. Leaven is used as a picture of sin everywhere else in the Bible, including elsewhere in the book of Luke. So I think... These parables are saying that there will be sin mixed into the kingdom, and it will grow, and we have to watch out for it. In other words, we have to be constantly repenting. We are going to have hypocrites, and even think and act hypocritically ourselves, and we have to constantly repent and turn back to God. Someone asked Jesus 
if only a few will be saved. Jesus doesn't give a percentage, but says, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able to. Jesus isn't talking about atheists who reject God outright. He's talking about people who are trying to enter. Jesus continues talking about these people saying how they were so close to Jesus. He was in their streets and ate with them. But Jesus will say, I do not know where you are from. Then there were some Pharisees who tell Jesus to get away because Herod wants to kill him. It isn't clear if they're trying to help Jesus or trying to get rid of him. Either way, Jesus doesn't think much of their warning. He says he will continue doing exactly as he planned because he has to die in Jerusalem. But then he says he loves Jerusalem and he would love to protect its people like a mother hen. But they were not willing. They weren't willing to repent. And now for a deeper dive. So, obviously, the theme in this chapter is repentance. How do we repent? The synagogue leader probably didn't think he was a hypocrite, but Jesus calls him that because of how he treated people versus animals. Jesus said there will be many who find the door shut, who will be shocked by that, and will argue that they are close to Jesus. Repentance is changing our mind. Everyone has a tendency to justify themselves and think they are okay. We need to change our minds to realize we are bankrupt. Then that should lead us to doing deeds worthy of repentance, as John the Baptist put it. Or fruit, so that our tree isn't chopped down for lack of fruit. So, how do we know if we need to repent? Short answer, we do need to repent. So, what attitudes and thoughts do we need to repent of and change? Well, how much do you want to know? If we ask God to show us, I expect he will. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.